this was a great weekend. But even before uh, it started, I knew it would be great because, you know, uh, my daughter got honored at the Luke for being a bridge builder. As you know, she's had two strokes, but above and beyond, she continued to finish her the, the school portion of her medical degree, and now she's just waiting to do, do the, the, the exam. But the church honored her for coming back in her stroke state as she is recovering and decided to work within the church as well. And not just building bridges between the younger folks and the older folks, but also taking care of people who need health care at the church. So she, along with four of, uh, with three of her young brethren, they were honored yesterday at the church, the St. Luke Church, or it's called now the Luke in Humble, Texas. And I just want to give my daughter a big shout out, a big congratulations for whatever she intends to complete when she intends to complete or whatever she wants to do. Because a life she has lived. A life she has lived. Anyhow, folks, uh, the first story. This was a great weekend. And I, as usual, I spoke to many people, whether it was about my living book or just in general. Being a part of a living library is always fun. You know, a living library is where some organization, in this case, it was done at Lone Star College, but it was put on together by uh, the bridge, uh, uh, Be the Bridge, I think is what it's called. It's an organization that was put together by Dr. Uh, Jay Tice from Lone Star College, and he got two ministers, two preachers, two reverends, two pastors together, uh, Chad from uh, Kingwood uh, Christian Church, as well as uh, Dr. Uh, Sloan from the, the Loop. And what they had put together was something known as a living library. And what is the living library? A whole bunch of folks that have stories to tell. They got together and told their stories. They were checked out like books and they sat down and spoke to people as they did what, as they told their stories. I had a story to tell. So they asked me to be a part of the living library as well. Anyway, um, people read a synopsis. They read a synopsis of your book. And if they like it, they check you out. And you sit at a table and tell your story. I've always loved doing this. Go ahead, Tom. Come on in. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are um, you doing, Tom? Real good. How about yourself? Great. Talk to me, sir. Well, to start off with, I enjoy your program very much. Thank you so recently, kindly. Recently, I was watching TV. AARP is running an ad. You might be familiar with it. Yes. I would just like to call it to your attention. Yes, sir. Uh, they're advertising this uh, Advantage yes. uh, Medicare mm -hmm. uh, insurance. And I'd like to know, what could we, I'm an AARP member, mm -hmm. I'm aggravated because of this. What can a person do? Let me tell you what, what you can do. First of all, all of us who are AARP members, we should contact them and tell them to stop the false advertising. Uh, let, let, me, let me qualify something, Tom, and because here, here's a problem that we're having, right? You know, I do not like or support Medicare Advantage at all. But I don't even. Great. But here's the issue. For some people, it is all they can afford. I hate to say that, but after doing the research and so forth, Medicare Advantage is such in the hock of the, some in the, in the federal government that here's what they've done. Let's say you are an old, poor person living somewhere and you barely have any money. Uh, they, they have Medicare Advantage plans that give you substandard health care, but you pay absolutely Nothing. Your Medicare, your Medicare payments that would normally go to, um, you know, go into the system, the government gives it all to that private company to administer your health care. But, you know, that person has the option of having uh, just getting standard Medicare without Medigap. And if they get into trouble, 
they will have to cover their 20% drugs and all these other issues. So I am trying to find a way, Tom, how I can live within the pragmatic state that many Americans are living in right now where they can't afford Medigap and Part D, all right? And at the same time, ensure that we change the system that we get healthcare for all people without all the private sector jumbo. And it starts a lot with what, uh, what Bernie is doing, which means give all these eye coverages and get rid of the, um, get rid of the option that, that's, that uh, the Medigap is doing. In the interim, though, there are a lot of people that are being fooled into getting Medicare Advantage who don't want it because they don't realize they don't have choices when they have Medicare Advantage. And that's where you come in. Right, you are part of the education of Americans over 65 getting Medicare. You and I have to write into AARP. We have to come on the radio like you are right now. The, uh, you calling into this show, you gave me the ability to articulate what I just did. Is, uh, that, sir, it? Is that helpful at all? Oh, yes, I agree with you. Uh, so, write a letter. And you address it to the CEO yeah. of uh, AARP? Yes, and all, within the letter, there are some specifics that I think we should put. That you will be advertising that the AARP is supporting for many of its members the privatization of health care, which will damage their, 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 their constituents in the long run. You know, okay. they need to know that you are going to take a political stance and that you're not just complaining. Oh, no, I'm not complaining. I just, uh, well, I agree with you, but you can't afford not to have straight Medicare and a supplemental insurance right. policy. This um, advantage is just a tremendous. Um, it's a lie. Yes. And it's misleading to seniors. Um, regardless what where you're at on this economic level, yes, it's it, it's terrible. I mean, they 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 have they have license to lie, and uh, we don't do anything about it. But we the people have to do about it, and that's why I I promise I I don't know if you heard the lady that I had on, um, Kathy Courtney was on on Friday. I am I'm making this a mission to constantly talk about Medicare Advantage and Social Security, Medicare Advantage, and Social Security, because we are so misled into all those who are tempted to privatize these different sectors. And, and sir, it's not, it's not only Republicans, it's also a whole bunch of neoliberals that are, that are actually trying to do this. So we all have well, to work hard. You're absolutely right, you know. You know, we, we, have well, to, um, we have to work hard to do it. Anything else you'd like to say? And, and did I answer that? Do you think I answered that sufficiently well for oh, yes, others very, to get it? Very well. And uh, it, should I go with a phone call or should I go ahead and actually uh, write them? I'm going to tell you, please don't, don't hurt me for this. I would do both. Both? Okay. Yes, sir. There's never too much. Never too much. And ask people who you know to do the same as well. Oh, it seems like we lost. Um, it lost. Let's go to Lee now. And or actually, no, we no, no. Who's? I think you have read on somebody, but uh, I don't know which. Lee, come on in, Lee. Okay, Alberto, you're, yes, you're absolutely more knowledgeable than I am, and I don't have the resources you have. I have Medicare. I don't have an Advantage program. What is the difference between Medigap? And the Advantage program. All right. Medigap is, uh, first of all, Medigap is also private insurance, right? But the major part of the insurance is done by the government, meaning Medicare is paid for by the government, okay? You have the option to go to any doctor you want to go to. You have your choices of medicines. You have your choices of everything. Of course, all of this is within. I mean, you can't go to a quack or something like that. But you have the ability to go to who, whichever doctor you want. You, in fact, if you get certain kinds of cancers, you can go to MD Anderson or you can go to the Mayo Clinic or any one of these people that don't take most of these Medicare Advantage programs, okay? Now, the, the Medigap now, Medigap is simply the part of Medicare that, I mean, it's an it's a insurance policy that pays for what 
Medicare does not. You know, most policies that you have, a private policy, it's always 80-20, right? Well, Medicare is an 80-20 policy also, but it's paid for by the government. You don't pay it, the government pays it. Now, for Medigap, you have to pay that little bit for Medigap. And it's a private thing that just covers what they don't cover in, in uh, standard Medicare. Now, the way they get to you is as follows, uh, Paul, or I mean Lee. The way I'm coming to you next, Paul, the way they get is, is as follows, Lee. Uh, the insurance companies have spoken to the government to prevent them from adding uh, eyes, ears, and uh, what's the other thing? Eyes, ears, and something else. Eyes, ears, and dental. Okay? They don't offer that as a part of standard Medicare, so you also have to buy riders if you want. Uh, you can get a Medigap that also includes, or some parts of it that includes dental, hearing, and eyes. And the reason it doesn't offer that is that, again, the politicians are in hock to, the, um, to these insurance companies. Bernie has tried to add those three items to standard Medicare, and I think in the long run we will get that done. But uh, to put it bluntly, the biggest other option or problem with Medicare Advantage over standard Medicare is when you just start Medicare, you are offered Medigap and they have to take the private companies, irrespective of your illness, must take Medigap, I mean, must take you on, irrespective of your health care or your health state and at the reason, at the going price. They can't charge you more. Now, if you go to Medicare Advantage, which is completely private, and then you say they are not serving my purposes, so I want to go back to Medicare. When you go back to Medicare, when you attempt to buy the Medigap policy, you won't be able to get the Medigap policy without going through, uh, uh, going through the insurance, uh, trying to figure out if you are a good risk or not, which means they could charge you any amount or not sell it to you at all. Is that clear at all? It is 90%. Tell me what, what I need to clear up further. But you still need to clarify, how do I get on Medigap and what does that really cover? Okay, Medigap is just to pay the 20% Medicare does not. That's the only thing? That's it. How do I get on that? Uh, you can just go ahead and, and, and you have to be careful here because when you go to buy Medigap, they may try to scam you into changing over the Medicare Advantage. So um, so you don't want them to do that. So I'm going to ask you, I don't have the, 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 the answer in front of me right now. So please send me an email to info at politicsdoneright.com. I, I, I can't do emails. Oh, you can't do emails? Okay, well, I tell you what then. Um, I will, I will post something or, or get back, or you can call me on Wednesday, my next show. I will have an answer for you. That works. That You're works. Absolutely wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you so kindly, yeah. Lee. I, I, and, I, I, and, I, and across the board, right. I fight with people all the time about Medicare Advantage. Right. And I know what it does, and I know what it doesn't do. Right. And people are so amazed. When I tell them, no, the stuff just don't work. Exactly. Brother Lee, thank you so kindly for calling. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll try to get that answer by Wednesday. I've got to put it on my calendar to get it for you. Okay, sir? I appreciate I will call on Wednesday. Thanks, bye. You have a wonderful day, sir. All right, Paul, come on in. How are you doing, Paul? Fine, how are you, Mr. I am Willie? doing fine, sir. Thank you. Please don't call me Mr. Willis. Call me Egberto. Man, I feel old when you do that to me, Paul. That's funny. I do the same, very same thing when people say that to me. Yes. <laughs> Talk to um, me. I was calling you, I was calling you first of all, uh, about the topic you were just speaking on. And, um, <clears throat> in my former career, I used to work in HR mm -hmm. and, and when people signed up for insurance with the company, you had a class to sit in for that explained to you what your benefits are. Right. Pretty ironic though, that when you retired, you don't get that same class. Right. Most of the time, you know, when you work, you forget about what class, what you sat down and what you signed up for. You know, when right. you retire, they just send you information and then, you know, you're not going to sit there and read all of that information. Right. And, 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 and what the, the, the state around the country should do when people retire is have you come into the offices because they have meeting rooms 
and have these people sit down and explain to them the insurance that they will now have and the importance of Medigap. But the problem now is, I believe because Reagan uh, passed, they passed bills when Reagan was in office that allowed insurance companies to advertise on TV. Mm-hmm. But you never see the government advertising on TV for people that are just now retiring. Exactly. So, so they bought them out from the start. Right. So that's a hurdle that, you know, again, it would have to be like when Obama had both houses for them to pass legislation for people to be able to revert back to that. Right. Um, Because in the beginning, I had, um, I'm on SSI, Mm -hmm. and I had Medigap in the beginning. Right. But because, this is what happened to me, because my wife uh, starts selling uh, insurance, health insurance and life insurance, she convinced me uh, to go with the Medicare uh, advantage. advantage yeah. Right. So, you know, there was a big uh, pay up front. That's it's it's amazing because you can sell right. one Medicare uh, advantage policy and the person who sold that policy, that's a three or four thousand dollar paycheck to them right there. Right. Right. And and then if you have your series six license, as long as the person keeps renewing that policy, you continue to get paid exactly. each and every year. Exactly. So so that's how that's how um, that's how they've let this become uh, uh, not be privatized. Now it's public. It is privatized. Well, Paul, I want to say now, one thing because you AARP is bought off. Right. So they're going to keep pushing it because no a, way to get they that. all get. Think about this. AARP and I don't know this for a fact. So, but I can imagine if AARP is the is the person who uh, the affiliate who gets it out there? It does. It wouldn't surprise me if AARP is making a piece of everybody's policy no, the as car, they renew. They, they have to be. Yes, it's probably some person in there that has an insurance company. Right, right. And we, now that's the way they get, you know, profits on their end. For right. Them. So we are gonna. But but I'm glad you you realized that it's a scam and that you know again all oh, yeah. those people who sell advantage they make a whole lot of money up front for selling oh. you a policy. Yeah, they oh. convince you on a lie and then they make a lot yeah. of money for convincing you on a lie. But well, Paul, no, go ahead, to, Paul. So the insurance uh, salesperson part, they don't, they don't. That is not explained to them. Right, right. I've gone things with with my spouse, and she, you know, it it was never explained that way yeah. about what they're selling to people. Well, you know, Paul, I got to go to another call, but I'm. I, I know, but I, I wanted I, I wanted to do it real quick too. I might, I might have to call you back and get in line. Oh no 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 no! Go ahead, say it real quick. The racial part too, real quick. Yes. And how Republicans all of a sudden want to be woke about something. Right. Like when did slave people become the enemy? First of all, so white folks, you know, they enslaved us. Then they segregated us. Then they lynched thousands of us. Then they created racial profiling and a racist war on drugs, and then began uh, uh, moving out of our communities when 8% of us would move into a subdivision. They move on or move further away from us. So then the neighborhood becomes black. But black people are the hate group. Uh, should we stay away from them? No, hmm. uh, you know that that you're talking We're about. Not what, the hate group. Yeah, that, that wow. what that guy did. I, I read about what he said. Let me let me tell you something first of all, right? Uh, it, we have to change the narrative, and that is exactly what you just did there. You have to change the narrative. How can how can the colonizer, the enslaver, or whatever? Why would they be scared of you if it's already been proven that they had you under control, right? It, it, exactly. it is a mind game, and unfortunately, it's a mind game played by a very few to convince the very many. So let's always remember that. That's why I, I talk about loving everybody, because if you can get into everybody's mindset and rea- let them realize that it's a few puppeteers that are creating what we have today, we could solve all of our problems. And what it, the hardest thing to do is to prevent us from fighting among each other and instead, fight. Uh, if we if we get there, we will realize who the puppeteers really are, Paul. And that's my goal with this program, with what I do, with blogging and everything else. They always kill in the name of God. Yes. Separate you in the name of God, and that's what run people away from religion. Is because you're doing this because God told me. Right. God ain't just only speaking to you. There you if go. God is. And Paul, what you say may not. 
right. You got to go, Paul. But thank you so right. kindly for calling um, with all this info. Okay, brother? Yeah, all right. Take care now. All right, let's go to Ted. Come on in, Ted. Yes. Uh, hi, Agreffo. I'm a fan of your show. Thank you, sir. And, so kindly, uh, sir. I'd just like to tell you that uh, when I reached, I'm 70 years old right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm in pretty good health. But when I was, uh, when I reached 65, I went straight into uh, Medicare Advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was uh, really the best medical care I've ever had. And mm-hmm. I think it may be because of the doctors, of course, yeah. because of the doctors I went to. And eventually I wound up uh, being uh, with Kelsey Siebold, and it was a really excellent program. Kelsey's a complete healthcare, yes. Yeah, they've got a great uh, patient portal. Mm-hmm. They've got good doctors. It's you basically go to the to the one hospital and get all your stuff done. And it was a it was a really good program. And um, I switched uh, just a few months ago from Advantage to uh, traditional Medicare. And it wasn't, of course, because of all the, the benefits with Advantage, and mm-hmm. it certainly wasn't because of any any bad treatment that I'd gotten. It was just the opposite. I mean, it included, uh, you know, drugs. And, uh, and, hell, and eyes, it, dental. eyes, dental, everything. Yeah, dental, yeah. So and let me... Gym membership. But, let me... Let okay. me uh, just to make sure that... But I, I will, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. So I, just, I was going to say that the, the reason I switched was... Uh, because I wasn't exactly sure that uh, uh, as time went on and I got more and more uh, decrepit as I got older, mm-hmm. that, uh, that they would necessarily recognize all of my ailments to my satisfaction. Being right. a you know a for-profit group, uh, you know they they may actually try to uh, shave off and save money where. Uh, I didn't really agree you with that. You are a very smart man. And let me tell you, and uh, it's good that you moved when you were still healthy so you could get an affordable yes. Medigap program. Okay? Yes. So you That's did true. it. The right, that you, you moved from Medicare. Uh, so let, let, let's qualify it because I want to be 100% honest in what I'm talking about. There are people who are on Medicare Advantage, again, within the Kelsey Group and I just realized though that Kelsey was bought out. They used to be a nonprofit. Now they are for yes. profit. Now they are for profit. That was, a, that, yeah. that was another reason why I switched. Right, but Kelsey, I, the, when I went to Kelsey, it's one of the first places that I felt I got good healthcare within the program because it was all tied in together. Your healthcare was managed by different doctors, but they're all seen through one portal. It was, it was well organized. In fact, it was one of the first things that got approval from Obamacare as being one of their, their, you know, their select carriers. But that's not enough. We can't speak about having a great KLCC bowl here in Houston but the rest of America is burning. And now that Kelsey is private, I mean, is uh, owned, uh, is, is been sold for profit, you have to then ask if that great service can continue or do we have to make sure that the shareholders are made whole. So you made, in my humble opinion, the perfect choice. And lucky for you, you made the change when your health was still okay that you could get Medigap at affordable costs. Now, the problem is Ted. The reason I, ne- I tell folks if they, can, if they don't have to have Medicare Advantage at all, it's best to never get there. It may cost you a couple hundred dollars more a month, maybe 150 more a month or whatever. It's best to do that than to be relegated to where the Mayo Clinic won't see you if, you, if for some reason you needed them or the Herman won't see you if they needed you or, you know, I mean, it is just not worth it. Your health is worth more. And then together we ought to be fighting for health care for all that we don't have to worry about Medicare. We don't have to worry about Medigap. Once you have a card, I, I interviewed a guy from Canada. Once you have a card, you have health care. You go see your primary. Your primary then goes ahead and is the, 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 the director that says you need this, 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 that. I mean, that is an efficient system that works. Oh, I, I agree. I agree totally. Um, one thing I, I did want to uh, kind of observe there is that uh, the main reason for me to get Medigap mm-hmm. is because it has a max out of pocket. I mean, the one shortcoming of traditional Medicare is right. uh, 
uh, it's 80% versus 20%. Right. So if you have a $1 million brain surgery, then you're yeah, for two hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah. So, uh, so that is the main reason I think to have have Medigap. Exactly. Really, it, with Advantage, uh, the max out of pocket is already included, and it's actually lower than the traditional Medicare right. typical Medigap. Yes. It's about you know say thirty seven hundred, or it was about right. that much with Kelsey Seabold was the max out of pocket. So, right. Yeah. My, my main uh, my main problem was like you noted there that Kelsey Seabold used to be local. And uh, then they were bought out, and so anything could happen there, and so I didn't want to risk that going forward. And while I was healthy, I, it was extremely easy. But it was it was fairly it was a couple hours on the phone, but it was right. really very straightforward because I was healthy. If I had not been healthy, uh, I could have been denied Medigap, and no. then traditional Medicare is uh, is tricky if you don't have uh, right. If you notice, I told Lee because Lee asked me how to get Medigap. And I said I'll have to research it because what I didn't want Lee to do is call some broker. And what, what many of these brokers do is they, they depend on the ignorance of most of us when it comes to Medicare. And in signing you up for Medigap, what they really do is transfer you to Medicare Advantage. And that is right, what I don't right. want to happen to the young man. You know, I, I think yeah. it is so dishonest. These, the, the, our entire medical system is so dishonest. We should be, as a country, we should be ashamed of ourselves. But Ted, thank you so kindly for calling there's, there's in with your story. I, well, one thing, one thing I'd like to mention is uh, there may not be many people in, in my uh, situation that are that were in Medicare Advantage that want to switch to traditional Medicare. But if if they do, I would strongly suggest they do go to an agent and let and and let them work it out. That right. that was a very easy uh process for me to switch from Medicare Advantage to traditional. Do you do emails? I, not used, I do emails. Yes. Uh, since you have the actual experience with one, please go ahead and send me uh the broker and I'm not I'm this is not for recommendation as a station or anything like this, but I'm help, I just want to help an, a caller that comes in. If you could send me an email with at info at politicsdoneright.com so that I can help relegate that uh, relay that information to the other caller. I'll certainly do that. Thank you so okay. kindly, Ted. You have a wonderful you. rest of your day, okay? Same to you, Edberto. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. All right, folks. Uh, I I love you know Tori, I love when um, our callers, like I always tell about our show, this show belongs to the audience, not me. I, I come prepared for an entire show, but if they change it around, so be it. And again, today we got changed around with some Medicare Advantage and Medicare stuff, which I think is more important to the community than the story I had. Anyway, even though I have time for the story now, unless I get more calls at 713 526 5738-713-526-5738. By the way, folks, I want to thank all of you for giving us a great fun drive. We were only short by $3,000, and we, we can make that up if you just go ahead and uh, go to kpft.org and support us. Remember to select Politics and Right as a, uh, as a show who recommended that you do this. And come on in. All, all lines are open, and Politics Done Right is a target-rich environment. There's a lot to talk about. Absolutely. So, And, and let me just tell you... Um, our good friend Tori, who is our engineer here, um, he kind of proposed a few things to me recently about bringing some very good uh, uh, professional historians and topics in here that we are going to make very palatable to you all. So I want to give uh, Tori an on-air thank you for uh, producing a few of the shows that we're going to be doing right right here at KPFT 90.1 FM on politics done right. So Tori, muchísimas gracias, señor. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Anyway, the title of the show. Now we're going to go back to what the title of the show was. Two Weekend Stories Touch Me. A real healthcare story and a real racial story. I won't read the subtitle, but I'll start with the first story. This was a great weekend. As usual, I spoke to many people, whether it was about my living book or just in general. Being a part of a living library is always fun. People read a synopsis of your book and they and, it, and if they like it they check you out and you sit at a table and you tell your story i always leave a few minutes for questions i really enjoy that because i love the conversation i love entertaining people's minds and them entertaining my mind the first story comes from a woman who checked in checked out my living book 
which was excerpted from my latest Amazon Vela series book titled Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man. Racism didn't stop my smile, hope, or journey forward. I told the story about coming to America and all that I went through. I told her about some real issues, then often being the only black person in my engineering classes at the University of Texas and having made bad interact and having had bad interactions with uh, uh, with professors. I told her about business contracts that were canceled when it was in person signature time. I told her about when my Taiwanese partner finally figured out what this Panamanian immigrant looked like. I wondered out loud, why did she choose to check my book out? She's a white woman in an interracial relationship, it turns out, and her kids are having problems in the area, in the, you know, the Kingwood area. Her husband just wanted them to toughen up, but her motherly instincts just felt for the kids. After listening to all that, I went through in the country, she wanted to know how I could cope so well and maintain a positive outlook. I told her, we, chose how to, uh, we choose how to let externalities affect us. I came from parents who told me I was no better nor smarter than anyone else and that no one else was smarter or better than I was. I grew up from I was in elementary school knowing that. I told her kids should be, I told her her kids should be told that they are not the problem, but it is the problem of others. And to find a niche that always exists for one to be a part of. We discussed other things and she found our discourse helpful. So by the end of the discussion, she at first, it turns out she was a bit timid in talking about the issue. And then she opened up and she really went ahead and said, yeah, that, you know, she, she, she encouraged, she, she knew it could work. Another woman was at the table as I was relaying the stories and, you know, we're talking about biases, etc. And, and she came up and she said, you know, I, I get it. Because we're talking about the different types of prejudices, whether it's be racial, gays, women, etc. And that, then I made a statement that said, you know, one of the most uh, ones that get discounted are, is what women go through. And I said... I think more than any other prejudice, this one is so prevalent because all races, all ethnic groups seem to have this one target, somehow, women, for this type of prejudice. I said, I think it's the worst. I get into trouble a lot of times because I would say things like, you know, I mean, Obama got into office before Hillary did. And, you know, and I'm not talking about political, whether you like folk politically or not, that's not the issue. The issue is that if you had told me that a black man would get into office before a white woman would, I would be shocked. And I was shocked that that is exactly what happened. I, I've written in my, several of my books what stories made me understand that Obama would have been president in 2008. But women, we ha I mean, men, we have to do a lot better. Notice what I said, men. No, no adjectives around men. Men, we have to do a lot better. And I'm going to shock a few, and women also, because a lot of the problems within the woman's scope as well is that some of women's worst, and I'm talking as a man who just watches now. This is what I see. This is what is told to me, that sometimes women can be women's worst enemies with regards to equality and equity. Anybody can call and say, better to shut up, you're not a woman. That would be fine. But again, these are things that I've been told. 713-526-5738. Before I get to the other story, anybody wants to comment on that story? I have another story that's coming up. 713-526-5738. All right. This other, this other story is sort of on to kind of what we were talking about. And welcome aboard YT4ME57. He says, thank you for the information, Egberto. You are most welcome, sir. 
Eric says, Kelsey Siebel, yes, good system, good for those who can do it. Yeah, Kelsey Siebel is actually, I, well, when I knew it, was a good system. Now that they've been bought, I don't know. All right. As I sat at a table waiting to be checked out again, I was speaking to a woman north of 65 years old about Medicare Advantage and healthcare in general. She then said something that lit me up. She said, the happiest day for me was when I turned 65. She said, at midnight, I cried with joy. And two weeks after that, I had to have gallbladder surgery. And when she, as she was telling me that story, my heart sank. And the reason why is, imagine, you know, look, from the time I came to this country, I started out at Blinn College, then the University of Texas, then I've always had a job with corporate America for the first five years, and after that I had my own company every time for that entire, for the first part of having owning that company, but while my wife was still working, we were on her insurance policy. When she quit to take care of Ashley um, and become a, a full-time, you know, uh, um, I, my companies, I always had private insurance. So I had never known not having insurance. And I remember when Donald Trump was about to, when we had a feeling he was going to win my wife uh, was still not working, and I was still paying the crazy prices for private insurance, north of $10,000 uh, deductible, meaning before I, I had to spend $10,000 before anything paid, and I was paying something like $2,000 a month or more in, 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 in the monthly payment. So I was out several decades and thousands of dollars in, in, in insurance. And she knew that was unsustainable, and she said, you know, she was going to go get a part-time job so that we could have insurance. I wouldn't have to have the private insurance, but the insurance from that whatever company that she could work for. And I remember, I remember that's probably the first time in, in our lives that we felt, I wonder what it would be like if for some reason we had to go without insurance. And it wasn't long before, I mean, in Kingwood, I actually it wasn't long before, but in Kingwood, there's this woman who couldn't afford insurance and she did all kinds of things like uh, and you know, nice home and everything, but no no health insurance because of how the percentage of the budget that insurance com that insurance policy would have been. And again, and like I'm saying, this woman lives in a big house, all that good stuff, and she she got pregnant and she was going to have the baby. So instead of going to the hospital, she had a midwife and 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 had the baby. I think you can still look that that story up in the Kingwood Observer. And she had. Uh, she eventually had the kid, got sepsis, I believe, and died. She didn't have insurance. She died. That's her story. But this is a story that's told all over this country millions of times a year. In Texas alone, we have over 2,000 2, deaths per year, over 2,000 deaths a year because people don't have or can't afford insurance. Even as much as, as bad as, let's say, the uh, ACA is big based on coverage, etc., we can get it for many for free or for 10% by the state, but free for the customer. But we don't do it because of our ideological pulls, our immoral way of being in, 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 in Austin. Remember, we have an immoral legislature. Any legislature that has the ability to give its citizens health care and doesn't, it's immoral, it's evil, and they are killers. Involuntary? Nope. It's actually voluntary killing because we know the outcome of not having insurance for many is death. So if you voted for those people in Austin who continue to refuse your fellow Texans insurance, you are complicit in the murder of many, many, many of your Texas brothers and sisters. I mean, it sounds, the way I'm saying that may offend some, but if you're supporting those who don't support 
healthcare that is available now without increasing the budget or anything now for ideological reasons, for, uh, for having believed a lie that somehow uh, accepting Medicare for all or these types of policies somehow is anti whatever ideology you have. Personally speaking, the way my morals, I couldn't sleep at night knowing that absent me supporting X person, they would have lived. I couldn't do it. Anyway, continuing the story with this woman. She said, the happiest day of me, of, of, for me was when I turned 65. At midnight, I cried with joy. And two weeks later after that, I had to have gallbladder surgery. Wow. Wow. Had she needed surgery two weeks earlier, she could have gone bankrupt. I took out my phone and I asked her if I could video her story. She accepted. The woman was an adjunct professor. An adjunct professor. An educated woman. A professional woman. Universities and colleges get the use of well-educated people that teach thousands of their students, thousands of our kids, thousands for a fixed fee that is generally effectively less than minimum wage. Worse, there are no benefits to pay the bills. Many adjunct professors go from one college system to the next, to the next, to the next and sign contracts to see how many, how many $3,000 contracts can they sign? How many $1,500 contracts can they sign? How many $4,500 contracts can they sign? You see? You see? The morality? You know what I think? And you know what I constantly say on this program? The most important profession in the world, bar none, are teachers. Why do we serve teachers so wrongly? Why do we have them go through hoops? Why don't we want to keep their minds clear so that they can teach our kids without having to worry about, I have to run over here and teach, over there and teach so that I can live myself? Why? While a stockbroker who does nothing but move money and create financial instruments, many a times hurting the average American citizen, doesn't have to worry about it. Why? We support this kind of stuff, people. My brothers and sisters, when you, make a, when you create a vote for somebody who's going to lie to you on these issues, you are complicit. You know? We have to stop being complicit in the immoral. We have, to be st we have to stop being complicit in harming our brothers and sisters. We have to stop being complicit in doing these things. When do we stop? When do we start actually not, not believing what the corporatist is going to tell you because they want an extra buck in your pocket that you won't see, but they would have you believe if you follow them, somehow, sometime, you will be able to be like them. We will never be. This nice lady said she got her well-woman exams and service at Planned Parenthood for free. I stopped. This woman who couldn't get health insurance because she couldn't afford it. This woman who was under 65 for most of her life had to go to Planned Parenthood to get health care. And what do the people that some that too many vote for decide to do? They want to outlaw Planned Parenthood as well. The one place that would give these people health care because they do abortions also. It's Planned Parenthood. Plan how to be able to have kids responsibly. But no, these troglodytes. Not only in Austin, in the Supreme Court, in Washington, D.C. These troglodytes will harm your daughter, your niece. People, we can't allow them to keep snowing us. 
And by the way, they are not doing that because they, they don't want women, to, that they, they, they just want women to have kids. They're doing that as payback to some Neanderthals who run many evangelical churches. It's a payback for their vote because you know what? They know I tell that if I give that evangelical pastor what he wants, and you know what that evangelical pastor does? He commands his he commands his pew, he commands his followers who to vote for, what to vote for. It's simple. That's why. Many times America like dictatorships. I don't have to go to the population. I get the dictator to do what I want. I get the preacher to do what I want. And what I give the preacher, I give the preacher the ability to kill Planned Parenthood to fulfill his wishful thinking. You know, the Hasselback Church in California got kicked out of the Southern Baptist Union or whatever that, that group of churches are called because they decided to anoint women. Because they allowed women to be pastors, these guys threw them out of the Baptist Union. American Taliban rings a bell? Does it ring a bell, folks? American Taliban? Look, when you make changes subtly, sometimes it gets past us. That's why you got politics done right. Because we don't let these subtle changes that make changes and that hurts us go by. We try to warn. We try to inform. We try to let you know what's on the horizon, folks. This ain't no joke. This ain't no joke. The reason, the reason many are trying totalitarianism or what, however you pronounce that right now is because too many people started to get too damn smart. You guys have been getting smart, so the dummification begins. I have a blog that I'm going to be doing on my 3 o'clock show calls, The Dummification of the GOP. I think I called it The Dummification of the Republican Party. It's not an insult or anything. It's just what's being done. And, and, and Trump pretty much told you that's you know, here's a dumb guy saying he wants his party to be dumber. What can I say, you know? But, I mean, um, it's, it's what he proposed. It's what he said. So, folks... I think, Eric says, if you bring up Taliban, you need to profess the responsibility of Afghanistan debacle and pull out in August. No, we are not nation builders, brother Eric. There was a time that you guys used to talk like that. We're not nations builders. If uh, we pulled out of Afghanistan as we should, the question is, Afghanistan has men and women. Afghanistan can choose if they want to to not have the government that they have. We can't, we, can't hand, we can't use American resources everywhere in the world to control their politics and to control that. We can't. We cannot do that. An invasion by Russia, I would deem something that is worth taking care of. Why? That's one independent country invading another country. But... Afghanistan doesn't compute in that regards. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. We shouldn't have been in Iraq in the first place. So no, that's not a, that's not a valid argument at all, my dear friend Eric Hayes. Not at all. Uh, Paul Fleming says, AARP has been bought by Big Pharma. That will be hard not to crack when it's not explained to people when they qualify for Medicare. What if, what if it actually does and if not all the benefits it's needed? I agree with you. Uh, Paul, we're going to have to Tell the truth. And that's why when, when uh, uh, Ted called, told Ted, you got to go. I think it was Ted. You got to write AARP. You got to call AARP. We got to let them know that we know what's going on. But if, if, my, if my reductio al absurdum is correct, my hunch is that the reason AARP is out there selling as many Medicare Advantage uh, or recommending, uh, I don't know if they're an affiliate. I don't know if they're advising uh, for Medicare Advantage, my hunch is that I bet for every single policy they sell, that, that, that nonprofit makes a whole bunch of money. Because, you know, for people who sell Medicare Advantage, they get a, quite a few thousand dollars up front. That's how it is. Hey, uh, Tori, you're, you're there sitting by the phone. Is there anything you want to add before I go on to kind of finish up? Uh, no. Uh, go ahead and uh, uh, run down the clock here. We only have a couple more minutes. And uh, 
So, you know, give us your last thoughts. Yeah. I'm, oh, I, I never, I, brother, I never run out of thoughts. I, I just saw you sitting there and I said, I, I, I know Tori likes the conversation and sometimes he wants to add to the conversation. So anyway, folks, uh, going back to my uh, living library where I was actually a book. And you know what? I, di I didn't tell people to call, but it's kind of too late to call right now. But um, uh, the second half of the show, I didn't tell it. I don't think I called the number out. Oh, my bad. Folks, remember when you're listening to Politics and Right, you guys can call at any time. Anyhow, when I sat and spoke to that woman uh, about this, and like I said, I'm going to cover it at 3 o'clock as well. You know, I wanted to pull out hairs that I didn't have because I, everybody that I spoke to had a healthcare issue. And I'm not talking about they're sick. I'm talking about the mechanics of healthcare in America. And that we, with, with all of us so, so mad, so upset with our healthcare system, that we cannot do something about it, uh, I... I have to put the onus on us. We may have to do that real quick. I may have to put that onus on us. Okay? We have to not fall for the crap. Go ahead and c come on in. Uh, who do I have the honor of speaking with? This is Jake Egberto. Talk to me, Jake. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to get in touch with you for the last couple of weeks. I've never around at the right time. Coming back from an errand about, yeah. I guess, two weeks ago, let me just uh, tell you one thing, Jake, in. before you go, before you go, I have exactly 45 seconds for you to speak, so go ahead. Even, it'll only take 30. Okay. Uh, Nancy Eisenberg wrote a book called White Trash, and a lady recommended it to you, and you said, I'll put it on my reading list. And I meant to call in, I tried to call in that day, and I ran out of time. Uh, but I wanted to recommend it to you. I have read the book, and mm -hmm. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. I, ha I haven't, and I'm glad that you reminded me, because with all that's going on, I forgot. So thank you so much. Oh, I know. Robert we Mike. all get busy. Yeah. But anyway, I wanted to throw that out there. It's a really well-written book, and it has lots of data that I know will be right down your pipeline. Sir. I enjoy your show. I'll let you get back to it. Thank, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Okay, folks. It uh, looks like Tori told me I got about 20 more seconds or so to go. So here we go. I, I want to thank you all for listening to the show. You guys are an integral part of this show. I want this show, as we go forward, to make it very communicative, and you become a part of it. So here we go. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.